2015 to 2017, where, um, you know, you win the Falcons game in the middle there. You lost that the Eagles won, uh, but just those regular seasons, you know, there's an MVP in there. I don't think he was ever better, like over the course of just like two or three straight seasons as then. And that was 39 to 41. Yeah. And I just remember like saying like that, that this is crazy that like, that he's so like, he's so much better now than he was like when he was younger, but it's also just like, he's so much, this three-year run now rivals anyone's three-year run ever. And he hadn't even reached that sort of level before. And, and now that was like five or six years ago. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? That was five years ago since that time, you know, right. That was five years ago. And he's, I don't think he's quite there. He's not far off. And he was like a top three or four quarterback last year. And I think if I had to vote MVP right now, I would vote for Brady. That's Greg Rosenthal, co-host of the Around the NFL podcast. It was a funky sort of football game on Monday nights with his New England Patriots beating the Buffalo Bills in the snow, in the wind up at Orchard Park. But could the Patriots make a Super Bowl run? And what would New England fans make if their team came up against Tom Brady in Super Bowl 56? Greg and I discuss and more. I'm Anthony Wilson, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey, Greg. What is happening? Too well, long. quite a lot, actually. We just had Santa go outside the house, local uh, charity going around on the float. He's being towed, his sleigh being towed by a by four-wheel drive, actually. There's no Rudolph, but... Uh, yeah, exciting times all around. He's he's been, he's been. It's it's a little early, isn't it? You know, well, I guess I mean, he's gotta, eighth he's of December. Say what's up. I'm recording, Greg. You know, so prime that, really. the pump. No, that's true. Well, I'm just saying it's not like his big season yet. But yeah, you got to get the kids excited. You got to get the got to get. Hey, look, they they want to visit in uh, him at a grotto the other day in Windsor in in view of the Queen's Castle. So mm. you know, I'm sure he would have paid the Queen a visit and his time over here. So. <laughs> All good, exciting times ahead. Exciting times. Exciting time in the world of uh, football, Greg. You know, we were just talking off air there that uh, suddenly it's week 14 of the NFL season. By the way, Greg and I talking off air, we, we had a great, great reptile chat, Greg. Absolutely loved it. You know, I, yeah, I'm surprised. Usually I bring up, you know, you brought up the turtle tortoise conversation and uh, usually people not that into it, uh, but I'm, I'm into it. I've got the tortoise in the backyard. I've, I've had the turtles. Good reptile talk. So, you know, some, I feel people like look down on the reptile community. They shouldn't. It's, yeah, it's a shame. You know, they're, they're cold blooded animals, but they're, they're great. They're wonderful creatures. And that tortoise is going to be with you your whole life <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> you know, that That's Rosenthal name true. is going to live on forever, man. That's probably true. My wife had had two growing up and they lived to like 40 or so. So I hope I outlast live this turtle, but I <laughs> but it could be close. It's right on the borderline. It, well, it, it's fate is in your hands. So, you yeah, know, if you yes. wanted to, you could. choose. To. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Greg, look, I mean, let, let's start. I'm going to start this, this talk, NFL talk, obviously. And I mean, you all know Greg Rosenthal is. So, you know, we don't need any further introductions. Plus, they would have heard the introduction at the start as if by magic, I put it together. But I think, you know, it, it'd be rude not to kick things off by talking about a team that's close to your heart. And I'm not talking about the New Orleans Saints or the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. You kind of like my <laughs> friend called Chris, who he's a fan of Manchester United, Manchester City. I mean, <laughs> how, how does that work? 
Arsenal, Arsenal's apparently his number one team. But then he also, we found out this week that he likes West Ham, Bristol City, kind of likes Ham every fan. team that's out there. I'm you know? only I, West Ham. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't go any further into uh, into the Mighty Hammers, you know. But hey, look, I'm a fan of Blackburn Rovers. They're in this the second tier of uh, English football, but did win the Premier League in 1995. But this team that's close to your heart, not West Ham United, but the New England Patriots, man. We saw that game on Monday night and the conditions up there in Buffalo. And when that weather comes in off the lake, man, oh boy, I've driven along the interstate there, heading back to uh, to Canada. Uh, a mm. few years ago, I'd been to I've been to Canton actually to record some stuff for a documentary I was working on, and um, you could see the black clouds over the lake as as you're driving along the uh, the interstate, and suddenly, out of nowhere, they, it, they just they come right on over, and I couldn't see anything in front of me, and I thought, if mm. I'm going to go, this is it, this is it, because you like literally all the cars in front had disappeared, and I'm thinking, well, do I slam on the brakes? But if I slam on the brakes, the cars behind. They're suddenly going to see me and I've, I've stopped. So, I mean, scary, dicey stuff. So, you know, my point there is that wind was coming in. It was howling in off the <laughs> lake. But the New England Patriots, man, Bill Belichick, if there's a coach who knows how to play any kind of conditions, not just weather, but, you know, game conditions, he is the man. Do you think that the Patriots, they're there now in terms of Super Bowl contention? I think they were there before that game. I think they're still there now. I, I don't know how many big sweeping takes I have from that game because it was so unique. Yeah. Other than it confirming what I already knew and thought about the Patriots coaching staff, which is that they're ready for anything and that they prepare their team for anything and they're adaptable and they're flexible. And that's always what, I thought was the secret sauce that plus Tom Brady equals like, you know, the best run any team's ever had it in history. And that's I, the whole Belichick Brady thing always was a silly conversation to me because it's football and it, it's so clearly just like both. You can't, you can't separate them. Uh, but now that they are separated, everything that made the Patriots great, that wasn't, having to do with Tom Brady is still there. And Belichick was asked by the Monday night football crew. This wasn't on tape, but they recounted this conversation, you know, compared to a year ago when they came in December for this bills Patriots game and the, you know, the bills walked the you know floor with them. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, and Belichick said better players. And it's like, they didn't forget how to coach last year. And he's right. The players are so much better. I did not think they could get that much better this year, uh, especially defensively. I don't think they're a dominant team. I think they're like some of those early Patriots teams where they're going to have a a real chance in every single game that they play. And you look at the AFC right now, there's no dominant teams. And so they're in that small group at the top. That's most likely, but I, I almost feel like any team that makes the playoffs in the AFC has a chance to make the Super Bowl. Like I, I like, unless the Steelers sneak in or a cup, there's one or two, but I don't think they'll get there if they're not a, a team that could maybe win three street. I, I truly believe that. You're absolutely right, man. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was a guest on Jeff Reinbold's podcast coffee with coach, you know, Jeff from, uh, from sky sports. I love and Jeff. He is he, the absolute best. Here we go. Look, I've got a little football here. The, uh, the Hamilton tiger cats, they're in the gray cup this weekend against my team. The Winnipeg blue bombers grew up. That's how I got into gridiron mm. on those uh, mean streets of Winnipeg sitting on the bleachers, watching the blue bombers. So, you know, go bombers. Sorry, Jeff, but you know, I got to stay loyal to, uh, to my roots, but he asked me about the, uh, AFC picture. And I mean, 
I, I listed off all the teams. I couldn't give them a definitive answer because it's so wide open. Interesting what you said, uh, the comment about uh, from Bill Belichick there. Do you think there was a little slight there towards Cam Newton? Because it didn't go right with Cam Newton, but then they've got a rookie. Okay, they got off to a rocky start, but dude. Right. Well, they're better at quarterback, undoubtedly. Although this, this last Buffalo game, that's one game where I was thinking like, oh, Cam Newton would be better in this game. You know, sure. Sure. <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't be the quarterback you wanted in the, for the rest of the season, uh, but he would have been better in this game just just for the just for the running game. Uh, but yeah, they've upgraded a quarterback, but they've upgraded in so many places. Um, Mac Jones has been a big part of their success, but as bigger, bigger to me is going from the worst skill position group, receiver group in the league to a, a group that's solid that can make plays like Hunter Henry makes plays. Uh, Bourne and Aguilar make some plays. They were so talent poor last year. They're healthier on the offensive line. Trent Brown, now that he's back, has been much improved. And then more than anything, Barmore and Judon have changed this defense. Um, I I just think those two guys together, the pressure they've created has made them so much better defensively. They were, they were a, a lousy defense last year and that, that had nothing to do with Cam Newton for, you know, for most of that year, they were quite lousy and they, they are a really good defense. One of the best <laughs> in the league. And so that, that makes it easier to have a rookie quarterback and to be able to run the ball at, like they have all year. Yeah. Look at a couple of weeks, they go head to head again with the Buffalo bills. We sent a, a, a reporter out to cover the game and we're sort of saying like, get lots of stuff in stock. So then we can preview the game in a couple of weeks time. Uh, the Buffalo bills, you know, they've got quite a run coming up because they're coming up against, whoa, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, who has a number on the Buffalo Bills. All of a sudden, are you a little bit concerned for the Bills at this stage? Or do you think they've got enough in there to uh, to see this through and, and get to the wild card at least? I, I, yeah, I think they will get to the playoffs. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards not that concern. I picked them to win that game, which is silly as a Patriots fan. And right before when I saw that weather, I was like, oh, I should switch it now because that is a they that was a nice break for the Patriots. I just thought like these these are both two really good teams, and the most likely outcome is that they split. And the most likely way that happens is is the home teams win. Um, I think they definitely aren't as good offensively as as we expected, as I expected, and that is a concern because I I think that was the way that they saw themselves winning a Super Bowl, and I think Sean McDermott sees now they're he's frustrated. They can't really run the ball, but they're not as explosive uh, uh, passing the ball. Monday night was kind of a throwaway game in that regard, but the rest of the season, that's been true. And that's going to make it really hard for them um, to win games. Cause even the Patriots, I, I think it's just going to be hard to win with defense um, in 2021, unless you have a, a balanced offense. I'm not like a run game is the ultimate be all but if you're trying to win with defense uh yeah they need their big plays to come out of josh allen whether it's his legs or his arm and i think they're frustrated right now and they're probably gonna have to win three road games to make the super bowl and that that's a challenge (laughs) that's a challenge and a half man but it can be done we'll uh, wait and see and they can win the division you know as yeah i don't think they will at this point now i am fully believing it's it's too much ground to make up but the patriots have the colts and the bills you know back to back and 
you look it, those are the Patriots have a challenging schedule too. They, they're in Miami. So the, you know, if the bills could win that rematch, like they have a chance to win this division still, it's just tough sledding. Sure is man. Look, on the topic of uh, the New England Patriots, uh, a couple of guys who are, are fans. I think the fans of this podcast called the the, the Around the NFL podcast. I, I don't know if you've heard it, but these guys. Shout out to uh, Graham Bell and John Reef. I mentioned last time you were on here the Rumble. It's a little little bet, little wager that uh, that Graham and John have. And Graham's what? Yeah, I think he's three and zero with the Rumble. So they they. They have as their bet, the wager is a bottle of rum. So whoever wins the bet, of course, gets a bottle of rum. So John's been very merry the past three, mm. well, I guess you could say Christmases because it's around that time. Then we, we, we find out we, we're certain who wins the bottle of rum. Let's go back to 2018. This, this is Graham. Graham sets the line, okay, or the, the props or whatever you want to call it. So 2018, first rumble. Graham says, Browns to have a winning season. They finished 7-8-1 and one, with a late play, cost them a win. 2019, Bucks to have a winning season. They finished 7-9. and nine. Last year, this is the one that I uh, presented to you last year. I mean, you, were, you weren't impressed. Lions to have a winning season, 5-11, and 11, of course, they finished uh, last season. Uh, you famously oh, said. And I, and I totally, what did I say? You, know, you said he's gone a little off track there, is, uh, is Graham. So yeah. this year, two thousand. I, right. I was I was right with quite a margin there too. Quite a, I mean, like, I mean, everybody who watched were on side <laughs> with you, Greg. I mean, Graham, what are you doing <laughs> this year? However, Greg, this could be Graham's year. He's gone. Pat's winning season. Hello, Done. and we'll play in the AFC Championship game. Graham mm. Bell is he drinking rum? I mean, he's not going to be drinking rum at Christmas. He might be, but he's, he's going to have to wait now, isn't he, until February or late Jan or whenever the AFC Right. I mean, the winning season and AFC Championship seems like you could use an editor because, like, if you make the AFC Championship, you have a winning season. So you just you know, cut that down. So I'm just just saying. Um, I'm going to say yes, just because I remembered uh, this season multiple times how lame it is to pick against your own team and then see them win. And you're like, why didn't I just pick them to win? Uh, And at this point, how can you not believe a little bit? uh, I wouldn't say in the magic, but in the way the team is constructed in this particular season, which is so wide open that. I don't think they'll necessarily win every game the rest of the regular season. I just don't think they're like that dominant of a team, but when you're getting them into these playoff games, again, it's, it's not just Brady. They, it certainly wasn't all about Brady when they were winning it in 2001, 2003, specifically a little bit, even 04. And this team reminds me a lot of those, those teams. I I still want to see Mac Jones, like in some, difficult spots against like this chief's defense, for instance, who's playing quite well. And I'm fascinated to see that, but they, uh, I think they have everything they need to go to go win the Super Bowl, much less make the AFC championship. So I would go say yes. Ooh, Graham, here you go. It might be your year. John Reeve <laughs> would have been sat there. He would have been lapping it up, you know, feet up on the table, arms behind, behind his head at the start of the season is that the Patriots looked like they were going to be slipping away, especially after that week four game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Graham, man, mm. you've heard it there from Greg. They were here. Here's where the season changed. One and three, down 13 points to the Texans. 
and the Texans called one of the worst fake punts I've ever seen really helped turn that game around. So if you want to look for thanks for that bottle of rum, just look to look to Houston, look to Jack Easterby and David Cully and that wacky uh, Houston Texans. Raise a glass, Graham, as you're sipping <laughs> that warm stuff. Excellent stuff. Good luck, Graham. I mean, I think everybody's going to be rooting for Graham now because hey, the poor guy's out of pocket with uh, with all this rumble. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Graham. Commiserations, John. We'll see what happens uh, here on it. You said there about back in your team, my team are the San Francisco 49ers, seventh seed right now uh, in the NFC. Had a bit of a, a nightmare against the Seattle Seahawks. I was completely fine with that, by the way, because I knew that they were going to lose to the Seattle Seahawks because you look at the record and regardless of, uh, of form or anything like that, it's like when the Niners play the Rams, the Niners are going to win. So when they go and play the, the Seahawks, we thought this could have been the year. This this was it. Didn't quite happen. Now they're heading to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Game that's been uh, flexed back, actually, from the uh, one o'clock kickoff, six o'clock over here to 925 uh, over here. It would have been seventh seed against seventh seed, but I think the result on uh, Monday night changed that somewhat for the Bengals. Jimmy Garoppolo. He could have been the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Would you have been comfortable with him as uh, your quarterback of the New <laughs> England Patriots? Where do you sit on the Jimmy G fence? I've got his little Funko Pop here. You know, I mean, plenty of people are calling for uh, for his head or, you know, they want him to be sat on the bench in favor of Trey Lance. I'm a, I'm a bit uneasy about that. I don't know. I don't know whether Trey Lance would be making some of those plays that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had made in the, the, the three-game winning streak that they had recently. I'm going to give Kyle Shanahan the benefit of the doubt when it comes Thank you, Greg. to quarterbacks in his own system. Now, not necessarily like who to go get or how he like the method in which he gets his quarterbacks. But like once they're there, I think he knows uh, who can run the offense he wants to run, whether that's like a great idea, you know, when you're not using Trey Lance on the goal line in key situations that, like last week, it seems like a missed opportunity that that weirdly Shanahan just doesn't want to think about. That seems like a blind spot to me. Uh, but overall, their offense has been extremely efficient since that game in the rain against the Colts. I mean, you look at expected points added and everything else. They're one of the best offenses in the league since then. And I know they weren't quite as good against Seattle, but for the most part, they moved the ball. A couple bad decisions by Jimmy G at the time that the Belichick wanted him to be the next quarterback. I was totally into it and it made all the sense in the world. And I I think he would have succeeded there maybe more in terms of the public view than he has in San Francisco, because for whatever reason, it just, it's never felt like the perfect fit with, with Kyle Shanahan. And maybe that's mostly on Jimmy G and that would have, that would have happened over a longer timeline in new England. But I always thought he looked very comfortable in that system. It's a, it's a very different system than, than Kyle Shanahan's system, which kind of gives you the answers to every question. That's, that's what a former player of his Andrew Hawkins, who I do a show with says, it's like the answers to the test are, in every one of Kyle Shanahan's plays. And it's like up to the quarterback to just like answer the right question. And that's kind of not how the Patriots offense is at all. It's a lot of option routes. It's a lot of the two teammates have to see the field the same way um, and, and take some ownership of the offense in a way that I'm not sure you do with Shanahan. 
And Jimmy G, I thought was great. I know it was a limited sample size, but he, I thought he looked really good um, with Josh McDaniels and he, he hasn't really had that sort of comfort level to me for the most part uh, ever in San Francisco. Like he's okay, but he's not a difference maker. That's, that's, that's saying the obvious. Yeah. And I think that's the issue that many 49ers fans have is that, you know, they, they can see the potential in Trey Lance, a guy who can throw the ball deeper. And obviously he offers that threat with his, uh, his legs. I think uh, Kyle Shanahan's stubbornness probably got the better of him at the end of that game. You know, there was Jimmy G leading them on a 96 yard drive to win it. At the mm. death, I mean, look, Trent Sherfield. I wish I knew that, that they were going to lose. You could have helped me with my picks last week. Um, are they going to win this week? Because that's oh, a course. tough one to pick. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. Of course. I, I mean, was leaning to picking them, actually. Anyways, I was thinking about it on my run today. There's a handful of games I still got to pick, and I was leaning 49ers. But you can put it over the top for me. Over the top, just think Nick Bosa, he's going to aim for that pinky, man. He's, he's going to target that pinky. He's going for it. <laughs> Joe Burrow, look, they didn't get any points. I mean, as soon as uh, he had his pinky problem, that was it. Points gone. They uh, he threw, he threw the ball pretty well, though. That I don't. I, I watched that game and he played fantastic after the pinky, too, for the most part. It was a little fluky. Okay, maybe it's my Niners homerism, but look. Stick with me. I mean, Niners Bengals, it's classic, classic 80 Super Bowl rivalry. Niners are going to come up trumps again. Debo Samuel looks like he, he's going to be back as well. You know, that adds a completely different dimension, but also feed George Kittle the ball. We saw what he can do when you feed him the ball in Seattle. The guy is. I think they're a, a little better. I think they're a little better than the Bengals. I think if they each played their like C game or whatever their average game is, I do think the 49ers are are better, especially if they have Debo Samuel. They got Debo Samuel back. Look, they've got to run. They've got the Bengals. They got the Falcons. Then they got the Titans on the road, a Thursday night football game. And then it's the Texans before uh, week 18 against the Rams. So they, they could be making a run. What you're going to see is, I mean, look, I, I've, I've told you they're going to win against the Bengals. So hear me out. You can mark your card for this in January. They're going to go on the road. Jimmy G on the road. They're going to go to Tampa. It's going to be Jimmy G against uh, Tom Brady. The first leg of Tom Brady's uh, uh, Super Bowl run uh, the story, which will end obviously in Los Angeles for him against Bill Belichick. Oh, I don't want that. As so, even as someone who um, is the, such a massive uh, fan of both, and probably a, I am literally not as big a Patriots fan as I used to be, just because uh, Tom Brady's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that much of a fair. It's just like it's never going to be that good. Um, but I like I do not want a week's worth of that sort of analysis, and the whole thing will annoy me. So, it will be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, one's got to go. Like if it's, I'd rather it's the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. Um, but if the Patriots have to lose, I would gladly uh, cover and hopefully watch uh, an eighth Tom Brady victory if he gets there. Yeah, I mean, look, the the guy, the <laughs> right. People either love or you loathe Tom Brady, and I, I completely get that. But a, a guy at the age of 44, I, I kind of love seeing what he's doing, and I want him to be successful. I want him to keep on doing what he's doing. I want him to do it into 45. Can he do it into 46? Who knows? But I mean, it's it's a great story, and it's it's inspirational. Look, I'm I'm a guy. I'm 43 years old, right? And uh, I saw that you liked my tweet uh, earlier in the week, so thank you very much for that. As you know, because you like the tweet, I've run every day in 2021 and i'm oh, gonna see right. it out you that's know right, yeah. and um i mean you know my wife is uh, she's she's 
she's kind of bought into it and she's come to the uh, reality that I'm going to have to run on Christmas day, but you know, I mean, the kids are going to be playing with their toys and stuff like that, but you know, at the age of 43 and to, to have an athlete like Tom Brady, who is obviously, you know, just a, a year older, but it is kind of inspirational, you know, seeing what mm. he's doing and it just makes me think, well, yeah, okay. Obviously I'm not going to be a, an NFL quarterback and I don't follow the, the Tom Brady diet plan or, or stretching plan by any stretch of the imagination, but it's still to be able to see a guy at that age performing like he's doing. It wasn't, it was a few decades ago where if you got to 44, you were old, weren't you? But the guy's defying logic, science, I don't know. Or he's proving, he's not defying it, he's proving it wrong, or he's, he's showing you the right way to approach it and do things. Or he's got like great drugs, you know. Hey, that, that's a possibility. That, that isn't going to get checked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't through. take any inspiration really. Um, Cause he just seems so far from uh, my existence as a human. Uh, but I just am amazed as like a football fan. I just, someone that likes watching football and has been writing like this QB article where literally in like 2016, I was writing that no one's ever been this good, this old They're <laughs> 24, like that, that his, cause to me, if you, you ask me what is the peak of his, his absolute peak of his career was was i think it was 2016 to 2018 which right which is you know they they actually only what they won what one super bowl in there maybe i have the years wrong uh 2015 to 2017 is what i should say actually 2015 to 2017 where um you know, you win the Falcons game in the middle there, you lost that the Eagles won, uh, but just those regular seasons, you know, there's an MVP in there. I don't think he was ever better, like over the course of just like two or three straight seasons as then. And that was 39 to 41. Yeah. And I just remember like saying like that, that this is crazy that like, that he's so like, he's so much better now than he was like when he was younger, but it's also just like, he's so much, this three-year run now rivals anyone's three-year run ever. And he hadn't even reached that sort of level before. And, th- and now that was like five or six years ago. <laughs> what is going on? That you was five years ago. Go since that time, you know, right. That like- was five years ago. And he's, I don't think he's quite there. He's not far off. And he was like a top three or four quarterback last year. And I think if I had to vote MVP right now, I would vote for Brady today for this year. Yeah. Kyler Murray's obviously had his uh, injury issues this season. He's going to be in the reckoning, but I, I, I I think it's him Rogers and Murray and they're just kind of starting now. Like people won't really care what happened the first 13 weeks and people won't care that Murray missed three games. And that's fine. If he lights it up to me, it's like whoever has the best next five games out of those three, that would be my guess, but I would give Brady the tie sort of goes to Brady at this point, but things can change pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, he's got the sentimental value, you know, with his age as well, but you know, the guys threw four touchdown passes last week. Uh, it's just, it, it, it does. It defies logic uh, each and every week when you see him and he steps up. And I mean, he's a fancy football darling as well at the age of 44. It's just ridiculous. That's a good point too. He was like still, I, I haven't done fantasy in a while, but you're right. He always used to get underdrafted. Yeah. Uh, and here he is still getting under, you know, he was like a good value pick this year. A great value pick. It'd be like, you know, get him in what, the sixth or seventh round, pick him up. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, you're probably rolling with uh, top 
wide receiver and running back as well. So you, no doubt you're cruising your way through to uh, your fantasy championship, which is, uh, yeah, no me feet by any stretch of the imagination. Hey, how'd you find the trip to London, Greg, this year? It was great to have you guys back. It was awesome. Uh, it meant a lot going for the first time without Chris Wesseling. They, uh, they honored him at the game. I mean, the whole trip was great. We did a couple of live shows. It really felt good after the pandemic and it sucked that, um, Mark Sessler wasn't there with us and was recovering, but Dan and I and, and Erica all love doing that, those live shows and love the experience of going to the game and, and people, um, saying hi and everything at the game and, and working with sky is a lot of fun too. getting to do like sideline stuff and, and they honored Chris. So I'll remember, I, I love always going, but I think this specific trip, I'll always remember this trip forever. Yeah. I had the, uh, the pleasure uh, a few years ago. Um, you guys were over, I think it was, you were over for the week one, but I think it may have been like the week before as well. Cause there was like a big kickoff event in Piccadilly uh, and mm-hmm. you guys did something on stage and um I saw you briefly, and then you were going into uh, a, a theater, I think, the, the, the BAFTA Studios Theater to do mm-hmm. um, a Q&A or, or a live show. And uh, I had the pleasure. I had about five, ten minutes uh, just chatting with Chris. And, you know, I've still got still got that recording. And, mm. you know, he was just, just a humble, humble dude, you know? I mean, such a nice guy. I remember that. I think we were all just like, come on, Chris, we got to go. Yeah, and that's right. That's like, right. <laughs> yeah. I, if I remember, I have a terrible memory, but in, if I remember that right, we were like uh, typical Wes. He's just like, you know, uh, he's giving this guy, you know, podcast interview. This is great. But it's like literally we have to be in there. It's not like a choice. And you're like, you know, <laughs> and we like, you know, it's funny. We love it. Yeah. It was all free. It was all freaking great. Like doing that stuff. You know, we don't get to do that here and it's fun. We can we can kind of um, live a different life there for like a week and have, have fun doing that. So it was all great, but that's, that, that's typical Wes. He he'll, he'll stop and he'll love chatting to everyone. He, he loved making those trips partly because of that. Like he loved the, uh, the UK audience and love, love just kind of, he thought he got such a kick out of it. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You guys uh, were then ushered off and you know, Will Gavin from, uh, from talk sport and I know Will well, and uh, he comes over and one of, one of your bosses, I, um, uh, Brady, somebody, uh, somebody Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brady uh, yeah. 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 Well, uh, welcomes to us. You should have seen the death stairs he was giving you. Yeah. You should have seen his face. <laughs> they had to be moving. I can't believe it. Was like, I was like, well, you know, I, I was, I was talking to Chris, you know, it's, it's well, what really we're going to do. I'm glad you reminded me of that. That's good. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, absolute hero. Love that guy. And, uh, um, in look, he's never going to be forgotten by, uh, by, by you guys, of course. And, uh, you know, fans over here, but you know, I think part of the, 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 and this is what I said to Chris there, you know, when we looked out at the, the fans of Piccadilly, with that, look, everybody knows who listens to the podcast. I grew up in Canada. That's where my love of football. I mentioned already early in the show, uh, sitting in the bleachers uh, or in the stands at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, at the Canadian Stadium, uh, the old stadium back in the day. And, you know, I played Pop Warner football. And the reason why I like the Niners is because of the, the era when I was playing Pop Warner football. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice were, uh, were the superstars of the league. They caught my eye. So suddenly I was attracted to the San Francisco 49ers as my NFL team. They've stuck with me uh, throughout my life. When I moved over here from Canada in, what, 1990, it was, it, the, 
the support of American football, NFL, it was a it was a cult following. Everybody knows like the, the cult following of uh, uh, the NFL over here. And if I wanted, I was only a young kid at the time. So if, if I wanted to follow it properly, you'd have to record it. You have to record the uh, the games on uh, on Channel Four and uh, and then look out for results. You know, as and when you could. Obviously, now in this digital age, everything is available at a click of a finger. You know, I have Game Pass, so I can watch the San Francisco 49ers every week. And I do. I watch them every week. And it's great. We get your American commercials uh, and all that jazz. But, you know, thanks to the guys at Sky Sports and uh, you know, BBC and the stuff that, uh, that they do, the growth of the game has, has expanded exponentially. But also part of that, and the reason why you guys are so popular over here is because we have, it's almost like a radio show three times a week where we can listen to a group of buddies talking football and we can all get educated by these guys who work for the NFL and provide this fantastic podcast. So on behalf of everybody, we thank you for that. And I think, you know, being able to talk to Chris and being able to talk to you as I'm doing now is a, is a great privilege because it, it's providing a connection and you guys have, have helped in this digital age as podcasts have, have grown. You know, our viewing habits are on demand, aren't they? That's why Netflix is so popular. That's why Amazon Prime is so popular because we can watch it and contain content right now when we want it. So podcasts uh, obviously are, are growing because, you know, I listen to you guys on my run. I've run every day this year. I've listened to you guys <laughs> so many times on my run. I download mm. you on my watch. Put my AirPods in. I can't, I can't listen are. to podcasts on runs. Like I need music. I, I run too. Not every day. Uh, like you get on it, Greg. But yeah, I, I've been pretty. I've been pretty regular for a long time. That's fine. I don't really love it, but it gets the job done. Uh, but no, can't listen to podcasts. Just like, just feel like it takes energy away. And the last thing I would want to hear um, while I was like trying to exercise is my whiny voice or anyone's voice that sounded like mine. Well, I mean, you can always listen to the transatlantic sports show once a week, mate. And then, uh, you know, I'll be there with you. My dulcet. <laughs> That's time. awesome. I I'm, you know, I'm deeply um, uncomfortable with such nice words coming from you, um, <laughs> but it is awesome. Um <laughs> going over there is awesome. The connection we, we've had there is awesome. And so it's like, we don't take it for granted. It's one of our, one of the best things about the job. And, and the great thing is, you know, we still, um, we still really love doing it. I, I don't get sick of football. So that part is good. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I get paid to, uh, to write scripts on football and, you know, help, uh, point people in the direction of what what which news conferences we're going to cut and put it piece it all together and put together these videos and I get paid for it which is just fantastic and it's an absolute privilege so when you're on your runs are you listening to uh, to BTS I heard on your podcast you know you, you, your wife and your daughter went to a BTS concert <laughs> no, funnily enough I... interestingly enough it's funny how this universe works because um I'd only discovered if, uh, maybe a day or two earlier who BTS were because I was listening to Coldplay and they're on uh, my universe and my wife says, do you know who BTS are? I was like, no, he's somebody who sings a Coldplay. And she went, well, no, they're actually quite a big South Korean pop band. I was like, well, it sounds like somebody who sings a Coldplay. And then uh, there you are on the podcast. You, you, you're talking about how they, they sold out SoFi Stadium with four nights running. Oh, yeah. And they could could have done it seemingly like eight or ten. Uh, but no, I hear that plenty in the car or 
in the kitchen, you know, I've got my like, run. sad indie rock or uh, some hip hop or anything, whatever, something good. Good man. Well, what's your hip hop of choice? Look, I mean, if I, I did a 10K a few weeks ago and it put some Kanye on, you know, he's going to get the blood pumping. Mm, okay. Who's my this? dark twisted fantasy, man? Got a lot oh, of Kanye. Okay. I didn't hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. If I'm going to go old, old school, I'd probably go more like Wayne or outcast or something um but i try to listen to new stuff too tierra wax one of my favorite one of my new ones i don't know why i'm giving like lame um hip-hop uh recommendations here gotta love hip-hop man gotta love it especially when you're out on a run greg look i've, I've seen the time i've you know we've, we've been talking <laughs> for well over half an hour now so this is going to be a long podcast so for those of you listening on a long run you're welcome uh greg thank you uh, very much and hopefully we'll uh, we'll hook up again soon in person I saw you again in the uh, in the media restaurant area at Tottenham, but you were busy with Erica. And mm. you know, I said last time that you were over here, I didn't want to interrupt you at the at a time you, you um, a couple of years ago you were busy um, with everybody. So I just thought, okay, I'll, I'll leave him. Mm. I'll, I'll be I'll game? be the cool dude. What him? Oh, okay. What was that? That was the it Tampa Bay before. Buccaneers Panthers game. But then, yeah. But then this oh. year, you you looked like you were like a, a production meeting with Erica in the in the oh. restaurant. So I just left you to it. One of these years, I'm gonna, I'll come over and say hi. That I mean, yeah, I was asking. I was like, there must have, that must have been right before the game because that was the only time we were there, and that was that was it was yeah. yeah 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 we were run we were oh yeah we were trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Had <laughs> <laughs> a few of the uh, English ales the night before. You're like, okay, yeah. no, no, not so much that as just like um, no one's told us uh, our plan for what we need to be doing now, but the games have already been started. Are we supposed to be on TV right now? I think so. Like, okay, we better get there. <laughs> a little insight, uh, listeners. That is the business called show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we love it. Look, man. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate I it. Hope, I hope you get your, uh, your Tom Brady Super Bowl. And, uh, no, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. I said, you know, that that'd be choice number two, but, um, but either way, it'd be fun. And I like it's a home game. That'd be okay. Fun. Well, maybe it'll be a Jimmy Garoppolo, Bill Belichick, Super Bowl. I mean, that would be, be fun great. I like great that. Fun. Let's All do right. that. Kyle Shanahan in a Super Bowl against Bill Belichick. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Everything could go right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. That was great. My thanks to the great Greg Rosenthal. Check out their podcast. I mean, I'm laughing because you know what it is. The around the NFL podcast. So yeah, you go away uh, and check that out. Um, yeah. How fun would that be? Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Super Everybody's thought about it this week. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Transatlantic Sports Show. If you haven't, then please hit subscribe now because we get you great guests such as Greg Rosenthal there. And if you go back through some of our archives, we've had big names such as Clyde edwards Hilaire, Austin Eckler, and some. And that will only continue as the season rolls on. We will have our fantasy guru, Andrew Jordan, back next week as well, giving you all the advice for the fantasy playoffs. That's right. Hopefully you are knocking on the door of the playoffs. This week is the final week of the regular fantasy season. And then it's crunch time in the NFL UK Media League, which is the NFL Righteous Network, the number two seed. And I think even with defeats, I am through to the big dance this week. Uh, yeah, week 14. That's right. So, yes, thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at T-A-S-S underscore UK. I am at 
A-R-W-O-O-T-T-O-N. So until next time, remember, you too could have two of three pass attempts for 19 yards. 